0: I'm Afshan Ratansi and welcome back to Going Underground Broadcasting all around the world from Dubai in the UAE. It may be the beginning of April, but today we're wondering if Australia recently announcing a deal with the USA and UK to spend billions on nuclear submarines to fight a war with its biggest trading partner, China, was an early April Fool. China says Australia is walking further down the path of danger. So how did it come to this? How could it ever benefit Australia to fire missiles at their closest business partner in maybe 20 years time? While amid poverty at home subsidizing u.s arms companies already profiting from the war on russia through ukraine can it be stopped joining me from canberra to talk AUKUS is ambassador tony kevin senior foreign policy advisor and australian diplomat for decades thank you so much ambassador for coming on i think we have a few sound issues don't know whether that's because of pine gap i'll get to that in a moment but uh, just in the past few days the national center for social and economic modeling in australia said one million in just New South Wales are in poverty, 100,000 more than 2016. And that's on top of other reports. Why would Australia threaten its biggest trading partner, China with nuclear submarines?
1: Rafshin, thank you for inviting me onto the programme. It's a very good being here. To answer your question, um, Australians have always relied on great and powerful friends, uh, two great and powerful white friends in particular, Britain and the United States. We we began as a penal colony of Britain two hundred and forty years ago, shortly after America declared independence from Britain. We've always had great difficulty in not believing in the regularity and the honour of our of our great and powerful friend Britain, and increasingly since uh, the thirty nine forty five war, in the United States. So I I think that's the first background answer to your question. We we've been struggling, if you like, to find a home in the Asia-Pacific region uh, over the last 40 or 50 years. But somehow, or other the siren call of Washington and London uh, keeps pulling us back. And unfortunately, with our present Prime Minister, who's a decent man, I don't think he's the malign figure that his predecessor, Scott Morrison, was. He is a decent man, but he's got a limited vision of the world. And he automatically wants to think well of, of our great and powerful friends.
0: I mean, obviously, Scott Morrison would say he's not malign. And as for Albanese, we shouldn't even perhaps focus on him because it's bipartisan, as is uh, often emphasised in Washington. As, uh, I don't know, on small stations in Connecticut, they're celebrating the, the amount of investment uh, from Australia, de facto, in their military-industrial complex, uh, arguably at the expense of the Australian Taxpayer, why is it so bipartisan? I mean, they must understand that the United States uh, trade comprises less than 5%, 3.5%, and uh, Chinese trade is more than 25%.
1: Well, Australians are sentimental about allies. They're sentimental about big big Navy ships carrying the British or the American flag. They like uniforms, uh, the uniforms of our friends. Some Australians, and, we should yeah. say. <laughs> Well, most Australians, unfortunately. Most Australians who are pretty naive about foreign affairs, they're leery of China. Um, You know, old um, nursery, if you like, um, bogeys come into play where China's concerned, Fu Manchu, and so on. And um, unfortunately, we've gone down the wrong path. We allowed American advisors to become very prominent in our defense departments. We've got quite a number of American admirals on almost permanent secondment to our Department of Defence. Their, their influence is pervasive and widespread. They they managed to persuade Morrison to destroy what was a reasonably good deal with the French uh, to the fury of, um, of President Macron. They replaced it by a very bad deal with America. And uh, Albanese, when he came into office, held on to the advisors who had advised uh, um, Morrison on this matter. He didn't get rid of them, he should have. And now it's all coming home to roost. Uh, very surprisingly, there there is a backswell against this now, which was started by particularly former Prime Minister Paul Keating, but also by a, an extremely brave and capable editor of an independent uh, online journal, Pearls and Irritations, John Menagee, a former secretary of prime minister's department, uh, former head of Qantas, former ambassador to China, and he has encouraged almost single-handedly a very lively critical debate on this decision. The the government tried to basically present it as a fait accompli, um, something that was axiomatic and didn't require any debate, uh, but now the debate is happening uh, just in recent days. It's, it's um, developed the head of STEAM with former Foreign Minister Gareth Evans weighing in in a a very effective way, fleshing out some of Paul Keating's criticisms.
0: Yeah, Paul Paul Keating Uh, said the worst international decision by an Australian government since Billy Hughes tried to introduce conscription. Of course, Australia uh, was uh, supported the uh, invasion of Vietnam by the United States. Uh, On mainstream media, so-called mainstream media in Australia, Keating is referred to more or less as a Chinese spy is that the state of debate in australia that uh, it doesn't matter if indonesia and malaysia your neighbors are against it uh, keating is basically some sort of chinese front that's how uh, i heard it's, it being discussed in your country it's it's
1: pretty childish and pretty personal they either say things like that or they say that Keating is approaching senility and has lost the plot which is completely ridiculous the man is as sharp as a tack. But, but I mean, Gareth Evans blessed it out in some pretty important ways when he said what what we are doing is surrendering our sovereignty and uh, surrendering our capacity to take decisions in Australia's national interest in, in, a, in an irreversible way if this goes ahead. We, we're simply going to be sucked in as America's, I, I speak for myself now, I'm not using Gareth words, we're simply going to be sucked in as America's proxy warrior warrior in Asia. America's Ukraine in Asia, which basically can be used and extended as necessary. It's extremely worrying.
0: Well, Australia is a kind of new Ukraine.
1: Yes. Yes, well, gullible and uh, swayed by this uh, belief that America will stand by us and America will protect us. Uh,
0: the, the parallels are pretty, are pretty scary, actually. In fairness, Britain always says that it has an independent nuclear deterrent despite criticism that it uh, has uh, technology controlled by Washington. What about the uh, non-proliferation treaty? I mean, nuclear states, Britain and the United States supplying weapons-grade enriched uranium to a non-nuclear Australia, does that mean, I don't know, China, Russia can supply uh, weapons-grade enriched uranium to Iran? What sort of precedent does it set?
1: a very a very bad precedent obviously there's also the issue of we're supposed to dispose of the nuclear waste from these submarines any
0: plans on how to possible. dispose of the nuclear waste
1: no no plans at all uh, she'll be right mate i think that's the attitude we'll find a, a way to muddle through we, we we have a, we have a history of, of maralinga british atomic testing in central australia of, of letting ourselves be used by britain as a convenient piece of real estate for whatever they might want to do which they wish to do at home. And we don't seem to learn from that history, unfortunately.
0: There is also that history of uh, a coup effectively in your country in the 1970s when you did have a leader who opposed US uh, foreign policy and uh, wanted to nationalize mines and thought about removing the military bases, the United States military bases. I understand Gough Whitlam once said World War III could begin in Australia and no one would know it. Uh, At the moment, uh, there is no uh, real opposition to all those US bases, Northwest Cape, Pine Gap, Naranga, just a few of them. The CIA base there, apparently, supplied from Guam. No real talk about it in the Australian media, this control of Australia by the United States?
1: Not really. We, we've taken refuge in the myth that these are, quote, joint facilities, unquote, that, that we have a, a, a say in their command and control. Uh It's not true. We don't. And, uh, in fact, there was a story that the night before the word went out to remove Whitlam, he had announced to his colleagues a decision to ask America to close down the Pine Gap uh, uh, station near Alice Springs which played a key role in triangulating and um, and controlling the American American satellites flies in the sky which uh, were re- involved in the targeting of nuclear missiles uh, against Russia if uh, World War Three ever started. So Pine Gap has always been extremely important and continues to be extremely important. But it's got worse than that now. We actually have permanent rotational basing, rather Orwellian phrase, permanent rotational. There are always American B-52 bombers sitting at an airfield in northern Australia now. Uh, whether they're nuclear armed or not, we don't know. Uh, we, we can assume that they probably are, at least some of the time. And they're there all the year round. There are there are something like 2,000 American Marines who permanently rotate through Australia, through northern Australia. So. It's a bit like the boiling frog. It was started by Labour Prime Minister Julia Gillard. But step by step, Australia has become part of the American war-making machine in, in, in Asia. And this has nothing except remotely to do with the defence of Australia. It's, it's simply about Australia becoming completely locked in to the American attempt to contain China militarily. Uh, in in other words, we're, we're an additional resource marginally useful i think i mean anything that takes the economic burden of america is useful but but more importantly we have, as i said earlier we are, we are in the position of, a, of an expendable proxy now if, if america wants to send a signal to china sorry if china wants to send a signal to america of its resolve without actually hitting american mainland what better target than australia
0: Well, China said on AUKUS uh, it demonstrates uh, uh, British-American-Australian for the sake of their own geopolitical interests complete disregard for the concerns of the international community and are walking further and further down the path of error and danger and I should say professor Jenny Hawking who uh, helped uh, the world understand the Gough Whitlam saga and how he was removed is asking for an apology for the now King Charles because uh, the papers have been released about the British government's involvement let alone the CIA's in the uh, overthrow or uh, replacement of Gough uh, Whitlam any idea uh, you think amongst foreign policy makers perhaps in NATO countries that as uh, poverty increases in Australia people will start to ask why why hundreds of billions, we don't know how many billions is going to be spent on buying American and British nuclear submarines to perhaps attack China while people at home are hungry.
1: That discussion is starting but most Australians really shut out of mind the The social tensions that are beginning to appear in Australia, there's still this assumption of, if you like, complacent prosperity in Australia, There's a feeling that somehow or other we're immune from the world's problems. Uh, People aren't prepared, for example, to believe that our skyrocketing energy prices that are playing havoc with Australian industry, let alone Australian household budgets, might have anything to do with um, the energy crisis arising from the war in Europe. In Ukraine, I think that's far away and somebody else's problem. It's actually very, very much directly connected to the increase in energy prices in Australia, which can easily be shown.
0: Ambassador, I'll stop you there. More from Australian senior diplomat Tony Kevin after this break. Welcome back to Going Underground. I'm still here with former Australian government advisor and ambassador to Poland and Cambodia, Tony Kevin. You're talking about energy prices. Uh, I mean, the fact that the Americans can threaten Australian politicians if they don't fulfil their obligations to uh, as vassal state uh, uh, status, as it were... Uh, what they could threaten an attack like Nord Stream. I mean, you think that Cy Hirsch, who's people can watch our interview with him uh recently after he wrote on his substack about the eco terror attack by Joe Biden, you believe Joe Biden ordered that attack on the Nord Stream? Absolutely, I have
1: no doubt whatsoever. Who was it who said it's more dangerous to be an American friend than to be an American enemy? Uh, somebody somebody famous said it. Um, we we, we have this. Disbelief that America could do such things. We've been we we brought up on this Hollywood image of you know America the good, the true, and the beautiful. We we don't really understand how America is going through the most acute um, social and psychological and economic stresses at the moment, and which will continue for some years to come. Um, very very painful adjustment to no longer being a world's unilateral hegemon. We we want to stay in america's corner for as long as possible uh, i'm talking about the generality of australian public thinking uh, we're, we're we're not a very critical ally we're a very credulous ally
0: really but of course are. all this trade is going on with china a lot of people talking about de-dollarization could that be the the move in Australian political circles as they realise that they're having to do more and more trade in uh, Chinese currency rather than US dollars? Is that is that the factor?
1: I think for most people that's fairly technical. As long as we can go on, you know, selling adequate quantities of our, of our produce, our mineral and agricultural produce to China, well, I think there's an assumption that ways will be found around that. It's a very it's a very complacent country. I don't think it's a country that feels under threat from China, not yet anyway. And I think China finds it really puzzling to know how to deal with Australia, because um, as you yourself have said, it's illogical. When when they are our biggest partner, our biggest economic partner, why, why are we going out of our way to antagonise them, as we have been doing for a number of years now?
0: Do you think the AUKUS deal will really actually happen, given it's so long-term, people talking 20, 30 years' time, and people often even in the United States think tanks, funded by the Pentagon, saying the world will look very different in 20 to 30 years' time if already GDP by purchasing power parity is led by China? and China will be the superpower, and perhaps there will be less bond buying in the United States and the dollar will be less used around the uh, Global South and Shanghai Cooperation Organisation countries, let alone BRICS. The
1: the, Orcus, the part of the AUKUS deal that involves the building of, of nuclear submarines and Australia will own and crew is a very long way off and that may never happen. I think what will happen rather more quickly is the basing of American nuclear submarines in Australia, with maybe some token training programs with a few Australian sailors going on board them for cruises and so forth to learn which way the toilets are on the, on, on the submarine, that kind of thing. And But it won't be serious. It, it'll effectively be an American basing of their nuclear submarines, maybe in Perth, maybe in Darwin, and immediately, of course, making those cities Higher on the list of nuclear targets than they would otherwise be, so that part of it could happen quite soon. And of course, the flow of money from Australia to America things, to build the things to help keep the of uh, the American uh, submarines visiting him, meanwhile that, that, that could
0: happen quite soon. Even though poverty is increasing in Australia, uh, back at back at home, I mean, uh, as regards uh, Ukraine. How is it being reported in Australia? Uh, standard vassal state terms? The Russia suddenly, unprovoked, uh, decided to invade the largest country in Europe? Absolutely.
1: Standard vassal state narrative. Um, perhaps peppered a little bit by the memory of the, uh, the shoot down of MH17, the Malaysian airliner over over the war zone in eastern Ukraine in the first year of
0: that was the, the russians uh, we heard on this program uh, one of the uh, people supporting u.s policy said
1: well the approved western narrative is that it was the russians uh, i personally don't believe it i believe i believe that the ukrainians should uh, uh, perhaps intended to cast blame on the russians ukrainians are very good at mounting false narratives uh, intended to blame russia and the, the butcher massacre wasn't a Russian massacre, it was a Ukrainian massacre. The Mariupol Theatre bombing wasn't a Russian bombing, it was, a, it was an Azov Battalion Ukrainian blowing up of a theatre in which they had instructed hundreds of local people to, to shelter in the basement with the full intention of blowing up the theatre over them and killing them in the basement. Ukrainian regime, the Kiev regime, is ruthless with the lives of its, of its Russian-speaking citizens and former citizens. Because they don't regard them as really Ukrainian,
0: they're, they're, they're the, you know, the Ukraine. Well, as you know, Zelensky clearly denies that, and all those journalists who declared victory in Libya and Iraq, etc., and their progeny in uh, so-called mainstream media in NATO countries reject all of that. They say it's all uh, Russia's fault. Uh, Could China preemptively, I mean some people in the Communist Party of China attack uh, Xi Jinping and previous leaders for not acting sooner against the necklace of bases that surround China uh, today, could they act preemptively against Australia and try other means to uh, stop uh, in 20 years time the threat of uh, nuclear missiles being stationed uh, more permanently and more officially in Australia that are targeting Beijing or Shanghai?
1: If we were extremely foolish and provocative, yes, they could, but I'm hoping that there would be enough common sense in Australia to know the danger signals if we were going down that road. Um, we, 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 we have never been so hooked to such a dangerous ally. Malcolm Fraser, our originally very conservative and very anti-Russian Prime Minister who saw the light after he retired, as quite a few Australian politicians do, Wrote a wrote a book called Dangerous Ally uh, on, on just this theme: how dangerous to Australia the, the U.S. alliance is, and and what little in the way of benefits it actually offers to Australia.
0: Yeah, it's always after they serve in office they write the books that uh, show us a very different side to what is going on in this alleged uh, vassal state. Julian Assange has been on this programme. He's currently, according to the UN Special Rapporteur, uh, who's now left, Niels Meltzer. Uh, People can see those interviews where he's talked about British alleged torture of Julian Assange, an Australian citizen, and perhaps the most famous journalist in the world. What is uh, Albanese doing to get him freed? He says he's personally advocating for him, but uh, no signs of London freeing him from this maximum security prison in Belmarsh?
1: No, no no sign of practical improvement in in Julian's condition whatsoever. And we're now compounding this by um, allowing a, a an Australian citizen, a former American citizen and and pilot in the American Air Force who has been an Australian citizen for about 20 years to, to be um, pulled out of his quiet life in country New South Wales with his wife and children, six children, tucked into a maximum security prison uh, in a two-by-four-metre cell uh, awaiting extradition to America.
0: This is another and,
1: case. Uh, another case, a man called Daniel Duggan Who's, um, who isn't nearly as well-known, of course, as Julian Assange, but it's a pretty poignant case, because the person who thought he'd left his American citizenship behind relied on the protection of Australian citizenship, uh, to then find himself, 20 years later, caught up in this
0: nightmare is is rather horrible obviously not as famous a case as julian assange why do you think uh, the australian government and authorities and secret services and perhaps the cia controllers behind it aren't attacking you you were a senior diplomat you were advising on foreign policy in previous decades uh, crucially uh, an ambassador to poland back then during the, the cold war uh, do you find yourself in attack or is it by omission do they just not invite you on television programmes to try and keep uh, what you say from the Australian public?
1: There, there, there has certainly been an attempt to to make me a non-person to, to publicly silence my voice in Australia. It's a long time since I've worked for the Australian government. I, I retired in 1998, so that's um, 25 years ago.
0: But no other no diplomats longer, yeah. that you worked with share your views and uh, current ambassadors in the diplomatic... I mean, maybe you're not in touch with them. They don't share your uh, worry for the future of Australia if it continues to tie itself to Washington, a declining power as considered by many analysts even within the United States.
1: Quite a, quite a few do share my concerns, but they tend to compartmentalise. Um, I tend to be a big picture man. Most of my colleagues tend to think of America as a decent country that occasionally makes mistakes and does the wrong thing. Um, I, I see a, a pattern of imperial hegemonic behaviour, and I've also committed the cardinal sin of going over to the, the other side. I've, I've come to the conclusion that Russia, which was my country of first posting, is basically a decent country and, a, and a, an admirable country in many ways that its leader is one of the most effective leaders in the world the other one is is chairman g so i i'm probably way beyond the pale uh but there are there are a great many colleagues who former colleagues who on specifics will will share my views yes
0: well if australia if canberra continues to dutifully support uh, anthony blinken and uh the uh, so-called uh former Clinton, former Obama, advisers advising uh, him on uh, foreign policy. Uh, What will happen to countries like Indonesia, Malaysia, your regional countries that all seem to be turning, as you just said, to the idea that a new century is born and China, Russia, these are major powers of this century amidst the declining uh, economic and geopolitically uh, failing United States of America.
1: Well, the countries of the region put their faith in the the only international order we have, which is the one that was negotiated after World War II, the United Nations and Security Council-based international order. They, they admire Russia and China for steadfastly standing by that UN-based order, despite incidentally the manifest Corruption of so many UN agencies by the United States over, over recent years. I mean, organizations like the Organization for the Prevention of Chemical Warfare have become worthless. Um, so many um, UN agencies have become corrupted by American power, American bribery, American threats to per- to key personnel. But if you go back to the central organ of the United Nations, the UN Security Council, the Russians and Chinese continue to speak resolutely to the to the protocols and philosophies of that council. America, on the other hand, is the rogue state that is trying to subvert the council's protocols and rules. Now, Asian countries are, are sticklers for good order and good protocol, and they can see this. So can African countries, so can Latin American countries. Poor benighted Australia doesn't follow foreign affairs closely enough to be able to say
0: it, yes, but we will. Ambassador, thank you. And that's it for the show. And remember, Going Underground is broadcasting twice a week, every Saturday and Monday, so stay tuned. Meanwhile, you can keep in touch via all our social media. If it's not, censored in your country and head to our channel, Going Underground TV on rumble.com to watch new and old episodes of Going Underground. See you Saturday.